With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, it's Funky Friday on the Logan and Lewis Show with Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA News Radio. on a uh, glorious Friday, August 13th, 2021. Friday the 13th. Back at it. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis with you. Kathy Lee's off today, back with us on Monday. Good to see Dragon Redbeard, who is in today for Millennial Grant. What's up, Dragon? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Dragon. Hi. feel like we haven't seen you for, I don't know, a couple years. Year and a half or so, give or take. Yeah. Oh, just a year and a half. Just about. Okay. Enough is that, time is for that me to lose 150 spirit? pounds. Officially? Year and a half and a third grader. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Looking good. Thank you. It is a beautiful morning. Man, it's awesome, isn't it? The the smoke has cleared out a little bit. Yeah. And I saw mountains out the windows yep. earlier. Mountains. Love it. We've got those here. Still. Love it. Anyway, we got a lot of things to talk about here. 303-713-8585 is our contact number. 56690. You're probably aware of that. If you'd like to text us, that is available to you as well. Broncos and the Vikings will have a walkthrough today in Minneapolis. They'll have their first preseason game tomorrow. Rick and I will have the action for you. We are not going to be in Minneapolis. We're going to be calling the game from Empower Field at Mile High off the TV copy. So, A, wish us well. B, (laughs) we are anxious for the NFL season, even though it's preseason, and I'm not really a preseason guy, but so many questions with this Broncos team this year. I'm I'm more stoked than normal for a preseason game just to see some of these guys and how they play and how they react to playing in the game, and I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, me too, and um, been uh, doing Albright. prep doing prep all week. Oh, I went Ben Albright. And I no uh, been doing prep all week, and I've been uh, you know last last year we didn't do preseason, That's right? So I kind of forgot how to do preseason game prep. You know, it all came back to me after a couple of days. But you I just realized like, how many guys on the roster. I was like, like, yeah, what do I do with all these guys? Holy cow! Yeah, I was just about to ask. Preseason is much more work because there are so many more players out right now, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, so it's... you have to decide. You know, how much time do you do you uh, allocate to this guy, that guy, that 
because some of these guys may not play. Starters may only play a series. And then you got all these guys that nobody's ever heard of that probably won't be on the team. So it is a little trickier in uh, preseason, at, you know, especially for you, Dave, uh, Colin, play-by-play. Lots of numbers. And guys you never heard of. Yeah. Well, we've heard of them because we've been out to practice. But I'm talking yeah. the Vikings guys. Oh, yeah. Listen. Yeah. There's, uh, as we like to say, what's a good word? Bevy. There's a bevy of unknown players, especially for Minnesota. So... It's uh, it, it's it's going to be interesting, I think. And when you when you think about the Broncos, and it is a shortened preseason, seventeen regular season games this year, first time in NFL history, only three preseason games. Didn't have, as Rick said, we didn't have any preseason games last year. So, what's the rotation for players? What what will the staff do with respect to how many snaps will starters get around the league? You're seeing some teams with respect to their quarterbacks that are not playing their starting quarterbacks at all in the first preseason game. So, and did I see that Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, said that Matthew Stafford would not play a single down in the preseason? Yes, I I noticed that as well. And we've seen more than one coach indicate that he's not going to play their stars throughout preseason. Just sit them out. And I think maybe last year with no preseason games, you know, it gave coaches a chance to maybe step back a little bit and and kind of look at it differently. Like, do we really need to play these guys in preseason? And I'm talking to your star players. Obviously, where you've got a position battle going on, you need to see that. But uh, with your veterans and your stars, I don't know how important it really is, Dave. Um. I'm probably old school in a lot of sort of my football beliefs. I I think this is a tricky topic, to tell you the truth. I I get it that you don't want to – I mean, listen, if Matthew Stafford goes down in a meaningless preseason game, the Rams season is over. So if you're Sean McVay, you're going to do everything you can to make sure that dude stays healthy. Now, on the other side of the coin, do I think he probably needs, I don't know, two, three series – in, in this preseason to get himself ready for the regular season? I do. I do. So how, how do you balance that out? And that's for a guy like Matthew Stafford. Now, Stafford is with a new team this year, new offense. So to me, it would be even more important that he get a little bit of work. But, but I get the fact that, I mean, everything is connected to him with respect to what the Rams will be able to do this year. Here in Denver, it's a little bit different because you have two quarterbacks that are competing for the starting job. And... If you listen to Vic, Fangio, the head coach, there's been no separation between the two. I think that's bad news. I think that is not good for, you know, the season. So I think as soon as they can figure out which one of these dudes is going to be the starter traveling to New York to face the Giants on September 12th, the better off this team will be. Whichever guy. And there doesn't seem to be at least not an acknowledged timetable on making that decision. I'm sure the staff has made the decision as to, hey, here's when we have to decide what we're doing at quarterback, but not an acknowledged public, uh, publicly wise. So at the very latest, and Rick, you and I have talked about this, at the very latest, I think it has to be after the Seattle game, which would give the team two weeks. They'd have a preseason game at home 
against the Rams, and then you have basically uh, two weeks. So you have three weeks to to get ready. Now, if you if you pick the starter after the Seattle game, the first preseason, second preseason game, then are you playing any starters in that third preseason game? I don't know. If you pick the starter, does the starter not play? Does that mean the backup who just lost the starting job plays? You know, in in the home game against the Rams, I don't. There's a lot of things at play here, but none more important in my mind than whichever one of these cats is going to be the starting quarterback has got to get the the overwhelming lion's share of snaps as soon as possible, as soon as possible. That's where I would come down on this. I did see that uh, George Payton commented on the quarterback battle, said he was really pleased with the competition. Uh, he thought it was going very well. Uh, he did indicate that uh, Coach Fangio will make the ultimate decision. I thought that was interesting to hear that and see that remark. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was interesting. He also said, you know, he'll get some input from me and and others. Uh, he, he said we would be a sounding board. A sounding board. That's right. right. That's that's the quote. A sounding board. Interesting. But Coach Fangio will make the decision. But you know, he, he at least publicly he made it sound like they think it's going really well between the two, and that they're really pushing each other. Uh, and obviously, competition will make you better. Yeah. And will fine tune you. Uh, it sharpen you up for the season. But you're absolutely right. You need to know after that Seattle game, the second preseason game, who your number one is. Because when you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. And that's uh, that's not a good situation to be in. Nope. So, Drew Locke gets to start tomorrow afternoon. And again, game time kickoff uh, at 2 o'clock from Minneapolis. We'll, be, uh, we'll have our pregame show starting at 11 o'clock, live from Empower Field at Mile High. Nobody else will be there except us, but we're excited to see how the field looks. When you say except us, you're talking like five guys. Correct. There'll be five of us in the whole stadium. I'm guessing a couple of groundskeepers will be working on that turf probably. yeah. But other than that, um, we've already ordered our lunch. Box lunches will be delivered to Empower Field at Mile High, so we're good with that. I got the turkey as I, big as your head again. As I did, too. Yeah, that's been my standard go-to. Big as my head. Yeah, that's what it says on the menu. Turkey sandwich as big as Dave's head. Did I just, you brush your teeth this morning? When I you order got it every time. Did you brush your teeth? I did. Do you have a mirror in your bathroom? I, yes, I did. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave it at that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but we're excited about the turkey sandwiches. No, nah, but it's... Um, Listen, football is here. They had they had some preseason action last night. Steelers beat the Eagles. What was that? 24-16. Uh, Patriots. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got to win. What did you think of Mac Jones? I thought he did fine. I, I did mean, too. I thought, did, I thought he did fine. He looked yep. poised in the pocket. Um, he made some good throws. You know, I, I was not a. I mean, I, I think he can be a good player. Would I have wanted the Broncos to pick him 
with the ninth pick. I was on record as saying no. But maybe he turns out to be – I mean, he's in a good offense. He's, he's, with, uh, he's with a coordinator that believes in the running game, play pass, uh, play good defense. It's old school, but it's – you know what? You can say it's old school, but it's winning football. And I, I've got news for everybody here. That's exactly the formula the Broncos are hoping to put in play this year. Run the ball, have, a, have an efficient play-pass attack, play great defense, and, you know, over decades of football in the NFL, that formula has proven to be successful. The league has changed. They throw it more. They score more points. They're more wide open. And so you got, you got to make certain if you're the Broncos – that I mean, you have to score more points than they did last year, but you got to make certain that you control the tempo, not necessarily the time of possession, but the tempo of the game. You have to be able to do that, and you've got to be able to do that with this formula that they're trying to put in place here. I mean, you got to be able to do that with the running game. You have to be able to run the ball efficiently. If you do, you'll be able to get involved in play pass stuff, and you'll be able to control the tempo of the game. My, my, you know, going into the season, there are all sorts of questions. One of those in my, like, top ten is how does this team react in the regular season if somebody jumps out ahead and it's, you know, 21 to 3 in the third quarter? Then the formula that they've put in place has to be altered. Then you have to be able to throw the ball, and it can't really be play-action pass stuff. you got to be able to protect it and throw the ball. Get the ball downfield. So, I mean, just a lot of a lot of questions. I was uh, a little surprised how good Mac Jones looked last night in his first playing time as a pro. Uh, and as you pointed out, he he he's got probably the best offensive coordinator in the game, uh, if not certainly one of them. And you could see that him and Josh McDaniel already have a good working relationship. Just watching them last night, uh, Josh sitting next to him on the bench, uh, really really helping the young guy get through that game, but he showed a lot of poise. It didn't seem like things were moving too fast for him. Uh, he looked like he's got a good arm. I think he could be a player. I think they got to be pretty, uh, pretty happy with uh, how he looks so far uh, after just one preseason game. But uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a good night for him. I see Joe Flacco had a big night last night for the Eagles. I didn't see the game, but statistically, uh, he put up some big numbers. He threw a he threw a stand screen that went for about seventy five. So that padded the, the stats. Then. Sure. Okay. All right. I didn't but I see tell you that. What you know? What would it surprise me if Joe Flacco, mm, week five or six, becomes a starting quarterback of the Eagles? It would not surprise me at all. Jalen Hurts is there's still a big question there. I mean, terrific athlete, smart kid, uh, leader. Does all? I mean, does a lot of the things that you need quarterbacks to do. His his biggest issue, I think, is going to be his completion percentage, his accuracy, right? One thing about the NFL that is very, very different than what these quarterbacks see in college football, and, and understandably so, is when they get into the regular season, not the preseason, but the regular season, you've got some very, very smart defensive people that stay up till the wee hours of every morning the week they're going to play you, trying to figure out what you don't like. They'll figure out what you do like, 
And of the three things that you really like, your crutches, and every quarterback has it, they're going to take away two of those three. Guaranteed. And then they'll establish, based on their film work and scouting, they'll establish the three things you don't do as well. And they'll do everything they can in that week to prepare their team to get you into those three things. Two of those three things that you're just not comfortable with. Right? If if it's a scram and what I'm talking about are things like this. If if it's a scrambling quarterback, all right, which way does he like to get out of the pocket? And you think like, well, he'd get out of the pocket based on where the pressure is coming from. True to a point, but guys have tendencies. I mean, Russell Wilson likes likes to get out right. Right? And so when teams game plan against Russell Wilson, you know, the 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 defensive end or edge pressure guy rushing to Russell Wilson's right doesn't necessarily come all the way upfield on running the hoop and trying to put pressure because then Wilson climbs the pocket and then steps out right. So it's, I mean, it's little things like that. You say like, wow, do they go to that depth? They do. They do. So Jalen Hurts, back to the point, is going to have to prove to all these defensive coordinators of their respective teams that he's able to win football games when that defense takes away two of the three things that he is best at. And I, that's, you know, to be determined whether or not he can do that. And that's the challenge for every young quarterback and, and really for everybody in the league. Uh, once they get some film on you, they game plan for it. Uh, and, you know, as a wide receiver, they look at your tendencies too. Oh, absolutely. And um, you have to just – you have to be able to just continue to get better and uh, and you got to break your own tendencies sometime. Yep. You know, yeah. if you always – Break out of the pocket to the right. You got to start breaking out to the left. Well, they'll, they'll make you do that. And so again, it remains to be seen. the The issue with Hertz, the Eagles' starting quarterback, again has been completion percentage and accuracy. Right, decision making to a certain degree. He he got a few starts last year. Played pretty well. To tell you the truth, I was pleasantly surprised to see how well he played. But it's a different deal coming in replacing the starting quarterback late in the season, it's just a different deal. I mean, look at Drew Locke in his rookie season. Got the last five starts of the year. He was 4-1 and one in those starts. And everybody, everybody was excited about what Drew Locke could provide. Now, they did change offensive coordinators and enter the picture Pat Shermer. But teams also, last year, even in the pandemic, had a chance to get a lot of film on Drew Locke. What is he like? They already had film on Pat Shermer from his head coaching days in New York and his offensive coordinator days in Minnesota. And so they match things up and figure out, like, okay, what are they going to call? What is he like? What does he not do well? And that's that's how defenses attack young quarterbacks. Before we get a break here, how long has the NFL been doing it at that level, breaking down film like that? When did that really start? Um, well, I mean, the game has changed. The, the, the NFL was, I mean, as long as I can remember, and I was in the league in the late 70s, I mean, it was all about film study. Now, they, they don't, you know, back then, they didn't have all the analytics. They didn't have, that I know of. I mean, they had computer breakdowns where you could see, hey, on uh, third down and short, third down and four, what's the breakdown with respect to our next opponent? How many times... Will they run it? How many times do they throw it? Which side do they like to run it to? All that stuff, even back when I played, was done on a computer printout. 
But the Wait, game... they had computers in the 70s? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, sure. Yeah. Huh. Well, let me take that back. Maybe 80. Let, let, let me take that back. It, uh, that stuff was done because we, right. got a, we got a printout of it every week getting ready for – I mean, in other words, we, we'd play the Steelers, and I'd, we, they'd hand the players when we came back in for Wednesday to prepare, they'd hand us a sheet, and it would be the breakdown of what the Steelers' coverage was on every single down. First and 10, what do they like to do? Well, they, they were a heavy cover two team, right? So you, you'd plan for that. Second and – short, medium, long, third, short, medium, and long. And so we knew, or at least we thought we knew, based on there was somebody, whether it was a computer or somebody breaking down all the film that would put that thing together. So but I think I think the league has changed so dramatically. I mean, even back in the in the late seventies, I mean you you had three down players. And we basically were in twenty one personnel the entire game, right? Twenty one personnel, meaning there there are five eligible receivers and I'm sure most of the people out there know this, five eligible receivers. So if you wonder what 21 personnel is and 11 and 10 and 12 and all that, the first number tells you how many backs are in the game. The next number tells you how many tight ends are in the game. And then whatever you need to make up five is the number of wide receivers. So 21 personnel, you've got two backs, one tight end, and you know it's two receivers. 11 personnel, you have one back, one tight end, how many do I need to get to five? That's three. So you get three wide receivers, right? 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends, two receivers. 10 personnel, one back, no tight ends, so four wide receivers. That's when you hear these guys talk about that. That's that's what they're talking about. Anyway, 926 is the time. 303-713-8585. That is the number. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis, good to have you with us. We say good morning on KOA News Radio. Now, step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Sponsored by the law offices of Dan Kaplis. On KOA News Radio, the voice of Colorado.
cheap sunglasses. Friday on KOA News Radio. Not that ZZ Top is necessarily Funky Friday, but Rick, you uh, you would uh, want to hear a little ZZ Top. What's up? Yeah, ZZ Top is kind of funky in their own way. Rick, uh, let me let me just stop you right now, Rick. In their own way. Can I, I just, can you know I just I mean? one thing? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Th- this? No, they're not. Go ahead. Well, when you think of funk, you know you know better than that. Think of ZZ you got more Top, funk right? than most white dudes I know. You got more, and you know you know better than that. I would, just don't be happy. All right, with I'm that just ever. giving Dragon a pass. Thank you. But anyway, sorry, Dragon. He <laughs> shot fine. it right down. That's fine. That's uh, but okay. I, what I wanted to do is I love uh, you, Dragon. a big concert announcement. I uh, got the word last night that my band, the Rick Lewis Project, will be opening for ZZ Top at Fiddler's Green August 24th. Man, that is awesome. That's a big deal. That is a good for you. Yeah, it's a big deal. We had to get it approved by Billy Gibbons and ZZ Top. They... They have to look at your bio and watch your videos. They tell you that I called. Listen to your songs. And they said, how about that uh, air drummer that we've heard so much about? Is he going to be there? uh, Unfortunately, I have practice that day. Oh, man. I did talk to Billy. Um, I just call him Bill. And um, we talked about the air drumming performance. But I said, listen, the Rick Lewis Project is damn good. And so good for you. No, seriously, that's, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. about the best news we've had here in I don't know, two years. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, I'm real excited about you it. Be. And and yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. So uh, thanks for letting me uh, for sure mention that for sure. What August 24th? August 24th. So that it's is a, a Tuesday, Tuesday night. We go on. I'm at... glad I could just pull that right off the top of my head. Yeah. How do you know all of this? Because I know you've got a calendar. I, I know in your August head. 27th is a Friday. Oh, so you go backwards. We go on at 7:30. And play a forty-minute set, and then ZZ Top goes on at eight forty, and d- and does their thing. So it's a big deal. That is good. Very so. Cool. Let me ask you this. Um, and again, we're going to get back to you know what we talk about, but th- that is really a cool announcement. So, do you? H- how do you select what songs you'll play in a forty-minute deal? It's really hard to do. It's forty minutes is not very much. You're time. just getting warmed up in yep. forty minutes. Um, and, and do you literally have like a timer because yeah, you, you do like a stopwatch on thing? the, on these big shows, when they tell you you're off stage at eight ten, you're done at eight ten. That's what I mean. So how do yeah. you, you have somebody that just gives you like, this is the last, yeah, there'll be a stage manager that will either give you a signal, you know, one more song or five minutes or four minutes or whatever. And when your time's up, your time's up. Yeah. They will not tolerate an opening band going over five of course, minutes. Of course, because the show is is timed out precisely. This is the big time. This is uh yeah. This is um the real deal. But yeah, it is hard to come up with a forty minute set list. Uh, we're going to work on that next week. You know, you certainly want to to play your the best of what you do. Yep, it's easy top. So we'll probably play. We'll probably lean rock and blues in this uh, set, and uh, man, I'm excited about it. They sold be. a lot of tickets already. You should be. So it's going to be a big night. So who has taken over? I know one of the uh, founding members of ZZ Top passed recently. Who? So who has taken over for him? Uh, a guy named Elwood Francis. He he was their longtime guitar tech and bass player, and and apparently uh, he had filled in a couple shows for Dusty Hill. What Dusty wasn't doing well. 
at the end, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And Dusty, uh, maybe he knew he wasn't long for this world because he told them, according to Billy Gibbons, he told them, hey, you know, hand it off to Elwood and let Elwood play the bottom with the top, you know, something like that. And so he kind of he kind of knew, so he gave it his blessing. And I think that's one reason why these guys were willing to go out right away without Dusty Hill instead of shutting everything down. He said, no, you guys keep going without me. And that's what they did. They only missed one show. Think about that. Yeah. And those guys were together 50 years. Yeah. It'd be weird looking over and, and Dusty's not there. And the one thing about Elwood is he doesn't sing. And so Billy Gibbons has picked up the vocals that uh, Dusty Hill used to handle. And Billy, Billy's amazing. One of the best guitar players ever. Well, that's cool. Yep. That, uh, that, that, that's outstanding for sure. Thank you. Uh, 303-713-8585. We're going to get to the phone lines now. Kent State Steve on KOA News Radio. Good morning, Steve. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, for Rick, you know, down here in the southern parts of the state, we really don't get an opportunity to, to uh, you know, have the music that you guys have up north. So I got curious, you know, and I looked your band up on, on Facebook, and I, what I was wondering, and I maybe, maybe you could help me out a little bit, can you do a music video where you would have not just – the 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 video of your band but then the music dubbed in rather than you know like a lot of times where somebody will take the picture with their phone and stuff is that possible and then you could put that on youtube that way you'd have a lot neater sound and music yeah we could do that obviously there's a pretty big expense that goes along with that everything that you see out there publicly of my band live is shot off somebody's iphone you know, either a fan right. at the show exactly. or, or somebody. So the video is typically good, but the audio, uh, not not as good as it could be. But that's kind of how it is, you know, in today's world yeah. with with bands. You know, you have fans that shoot stuff off their phone at shows, and then they post it on their Facebook, and then it's out there. Sure. And so sure. that's kind of what yeah. it is. Well, then, okay, here's another question. Can you do... Uh, for better words, can you do a tape and then add like a video to it? Or what I'm what I'm just getting at, Rick, is that you never really get to hear the music as it should be. Yeah, oh, you know, I agree you, with you. Uh, yeah, that, that's possible? something you could do. Like I said, there's a pretty big expense that goes along with okay. doing a project like that. We've recorded live shows, professionally recorded them. I've got some really good audio on CD. Nobody has a CD player anymore, yeah. but I, I have some good audio on CD. Yeah. But yeah, a, gr- a good <laughs> video would be nice to have. Would it? Do you have that uh, that audio on YouTube or anything like that? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. But thanks for All asking, right. Steve. Well, hey, yeah, go for it. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Steve. Thank you. Appreciate that. Again, three zero three seven one three eight five eight five. Uh, we we told you, I believe, about the text line, although my text line has disappeared here. I'll get that back uh, in a moment. Rockies last night, I have to bring up, shut out again. 
That is the, I believe, the 14th shutout of the Rockies in road play. 14 times in road games they've been shut out. And I think, although I didn't check specifically this morning, I think they have been shut out more times on the road than games they've won, which is hard mm. to wrap, hard to wrap right. your head around, right? It's mind-blowing how they could be that bad on the road and that good at home. I mean, they've scored, what, three? They've scored, wait, they've scored one run in the last three games. Yeah. Two out of the three last, last three games were shutouts. They're a pretty good road team. They're and, a pretty good road team. I mean, they're excuse me. They're a pretty good home team, but they're one of the worst road teams in history. Yeah, and and that's mind blowing to me. Is that fourteen or fifteen? That may be fifteen. Shutouts. That may be fifteen. I think you're right, and they have thirteen road wins and a pretty good home record. Huh? If they even had just a decent road record, they'd be in the conversation for uh, for postseason. Sure. Sure. 303-809, I just got my text line back. Too bad we can't support you without a vaccination. Okay. Is that what they're doing over there? I, I'm not I don't know. Sure. I've, not, I've not seen. Uh, I do. I did see that Live Nation and AEG have some new COVID protocol starting up, I think, August or October 1st. Oh, here you go. 303-520. What are your thoughts on AEG requiring concert goers and staff to show proof of vaccination? Will that affect your 827 gig? I just saw something about that yesterday, and I don't think it's in effect when we play on the 24th. I think that goes in effect later. But, yeah, that's all coming. Uh, We're starting to see that at uh, all these big events, music and sports. 303-881 actually was the 15th time the Rocks were shut out. So 15 shutouts away from Coors Field. They have 13 wins. Um. I don't know. I mean, football's, you know, football season's about to start, and my, and my focus really, I mean, I love baseball, but it, I'm I'm focused on high school football and college football will soon be here, and obviously the NFL will have our first broadcast tomorrow with the Broncos on the road facing the Vikings. But back to this baseball thing, I don't have any good explanation for it. I, I just I just don't. The you can't Rock, wrap your head around it. Rockies have always struggled hitting the ball away from Coors Field, even when they had their good teams. But but not not to this extent. Yeah, and regarding the, uh, the vaccinations, I, I believe Live Nation, which is one of the two really big concert promoters out there, are going to require fans to show proof of vaccination, but the artists do not have to. So the performers will not have to, as far as Live Nation goes, and I would guess AEG will probably do the same thing, where fans will have to show proof to get in, but the guys up on stage or the band you're going to see will not have to. Hmm. You know, you and we, we've done the show every single day uh, for the last, whatever, whatever it is, five years, but every single day last year during the pandemic, with all the, the ups and downs and changes and you need this. No, you don't need that. No, we, yeah, you do need that. And so now you sit here, and you, I, I, for me at least, I just wonder how this fall is going to play out. The NFL has every intention of opening up in a full way and allowing full stadiums. They, they've said that 
they're on record as saying that, and I've seen nothing that would lead me to believe that that is not their intent. Um, but, you know, what What do we think? You look into the crystal ball and say, hey, what's October going to look like? What's November? I, I don't have any idea. I really don't. This It just changes so fast. Uh, and right now, obviously, the, the Delta variant spike uh, well, once we get through that, what will it look like? Will there be another variant that comes along yeah. and spikes? I don't know. I, I really don't know where we'll be in October. Just got this uh, text, all in caps, 720301, all in caps. Does it matter, Dave, the Broncos are still going to suck this year? Then four question marks. Good luck, fellas, on doing the games. Then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve question marks. You okay? Seven two zero three zero one. I mean, did your thumb get stuck on the question mark, Dealy Bobby? I don't know. I don't think they're going to suck this year. I, I I don't. I think depends a lot on it. You know, on what happens at quarterback. I really do. I think I think the roster. I think they've got a good team, but the quarterback, whoever that is. That's the, I mean, that's the lead character, right, in your drama series, right? When you think of, like, back in the, whatever, 80s, when everybody used to watch Dallas all the time. What was that, Thursday night, Monday? I can't remember. But but Dallas was sort of must-see TV, all right? Mm. The quarterback position here and everywhere else in the NFL, but we're talking about the Broncos, is JR. It's J.R. Ewing. So... <laughs> as far as JR goes, then Dallas goes. Uh, and and it's being reported that Drew won the day yesterday, Teddy won the day before. That's kind of how it's going from day to day, back and forth, back and forth. Just make your mind up and give one of these guys the jobs and go with it. That's we're getting we're getting to that point. We are getting to that point. Do you think that uh, how, how much impact will this game tomorrow have on that decision? Or they already probably lean in one way. You think they're leaning one way anyway. I think they're predisposed to leaning one way. But I do think tomorrow's game and then the game in Seattle will be important. I, I think these two preseason games are more important than anything they've done in camp, including the work against the Vikings. I'm not saying that stuff is not important. But I'm saying how these guys play in the preseason game tomorrow in Minnesota, next one next Saturday in Seattle. To me, those two games are going to be more important than anything else they've done. And tomorrow will be the first time that the quarterbacks can actually get hit. Yeah. You know, even in the, in the practices against the Vikings, the quarterbacks weren't going to get hit. And so maybe we'll get a, a better idea who's more ready to go between the two tomorrow. I sure hope so. 9.55 is the time. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis. Kathy's off today. Back with us on Monday. Dragon Redbeard is here steering the ship on KOA News Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
This is Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA News Radio, 8:50 a.m. and 94.1 FM. Say oops upside your head. 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 Second hour of KOA News Radio. Funky Friday with you, Dave and Rick. Kathy's off. We'll join us on Monday. Millennial Grant off today as well. Good to see Dragon Redbeard at the control. A little Funky Friday for you. Nothing better than Funky Friday. I love the Gap Band, too. I do, too. One of my favorites. Yep. Funky Friday the 13th. Oh, that's right. I forgot it's the 13th. You a superstitious sort? Uh, a bit, but not about 13. I have other superstitions. But Ladders and mirrors? Broken mirrors? Umbrellas cats, inside? Kind of black cats, maybe, yeah. but 13 well, well, doesn't bother me. If you see a black... What do you do if you see a black cat? Uh, I don't let it cross my path. So I shouldn't tell you that I used to own a black cat? I know you did, Dragon. Yeah. Oh. That kind of freaked me out a little bit about you. I used to have a black cat as well. He's a lovable little guy. So you're not superstitious about black cats? No. How about 13? Um, I, I would say I'm more quirky than superstitious. I mean, it, you know, like when I played, I always had, always had to have my left ankle taped first. So that's OCD is what that is. I've had that. I have that too. I'm is more that, that. Is that is that a common thing amongst yeah. adults? You think OCD mm-hmm. is a common thing am- amongst most people? We're not we're not unusual in that regard. No, and I bet you still have a ritual you go through before you coach a game on Friday nights. I do the same thing before band gigs. I prepare the exact same way, and I, and I think part of that is. But is that OCD or is that just being prepared? That's maybe part of the focusing part of getting ready to do something big. But I do think there's an OCD element to it. I'd say now, it's more OCD because you said you have to have one specific ankle taped first. Now, that was you, back when I played. But putting your shoes and socks on now, does that specific foot have to be first? Or can you do it the other way around? Honestly, as I out myself here to everybody, it's always the left foot. Uh-huh. Okay, See? so that's an OCD. Now, if you were to put the right first, would you freak out and have to start all over? I don't know because I don't put the right first. Oh, take your shoes off and let's do it right now. Well, I mean, I, I could, I could do it. I'm not wearing. Could you? Any, well, sure. What do you think? I mean, of I course, because that, that's that's the part of OCD. That's the OCD thing. Now, is listen, that you what, can like, only do it one way before attiring for the evening. And of course, now I'm going to get the nightshirt thing going. <laughs> that's before, exactly what I was. Thinking, I, right? Of course, you were. Before uh-huh. I go to the bedroom, I I go through the same routine of making sure. The various doors are locked, and I, I do that in the same order. Go to the back, you know, the, the garage door. I've already put the, the cats up. The cats. I've already put the dogs up. I don't even have cats. I say the same thing to Sadie every night mm-hmm. as I stick my head in her kennel. You know, you are a lioness. Protect the house and protect your humans every night. Then... Kennel her, go back to the back door, make sure that's locked, then the front yeah. door, the two latches, and then I go to bed. 
So is that OCD or is yeah. that a routine? So well, is any routine OCD? If you do it out of order and then you have to redo it, that's OCD. I don't think I'm. I don't think that's necessarily. It's OCD. certainly borderline, and and I do the same thing. I think most people do, and maybe that's just a part of your getting ready to sleep ritual. And people have that as well. You do things in a certain order, then you get in bed. Yeah. Maybe you watch TV for fifteen minutes. Then you turn your phone off. You know, everybody's got this ritual, and that, that to me, is not a bad thing. A weird thing for me is every time I fill up either my car or my motorcycle, I have to turn the, the gas cap on my vehicle three clicks. Click, click, click. It's got to be three. It can't be four. can't be two. Now, if it is four, do you have to take it off? I start and over, that's, yeah. That's OCD. I start over, and, and I... And I got started doing that on my motorcycle, and now I feel like I got to do it every time. It's like part of uh, just being focused, and mm. that's probably superstitious OCD as well. The only thing I do at a gas station that I do every single time, you put it on a credit card, I have to stop the amount of the buy at either double zero or 25 cents, 50 cents, or 75 cents. I can't, if I'm trying to stop it and it's about to fill up, and I'm just inching the little pedal or whatever the hell they call it, trigger thing, and it go and it's let's say it's nowadays it's like seventy four dollars, and I'm like twenty two, twenty three, twenty. Oop, and I hit the twenty six. Then I got to go seventy four fifty. That's OCD. Is that OCD? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it, just usual. That makes yeah that's right. Normal. Everybody does that. Yeah, right. but that makes no sense because why? It's not doing anything. So it's just in your head. You know what my logic is on that? What? Then when I go back and check the credit card statement, if I see Uh, a buy at a gas station for $75.16, I know it wasn't me. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So that's how it started. Yeah. But now you can't stop. 719321, of course I knew this would start this. Do you have to put your left arm in the nightshirt first? Okay. 720447, does Dave have to hang up his nightshirts in a specific <laughs> order uh, and color? Uh, you know, you, you go like blue nightshirt, red nightshirt, green. They all have to be in I mean, for the color-coded. And- for the record and for new listeners, uh, I don't I don't have a nightshirt. I sleep in Under Armour gear. This is something that now, Rick and Kathy yeah. hatched up months ago, and it's sort of... No, you do, yeah. but I mean, you did your whole life up until... Just fairly <laughs> I slept, recently. I slept in a long t-shirt. That is not a nightshirt, Rick. <laughs> 269. Where's 269, Dragon? 269-274. How adorable. You are a Linus. Protect your house. Protect your humans. Best thing I've heard in a while. I say it every night to her. She sort of expected that now. Had her since she was four months old. Got her out of a shelter. That's from Michigan. Okay. Thank you, Michigan. I bet you did the same thing with your daughter. Maybe not that same line, but I did that with my daughters every night. That same line? Not that, but I would I would put something positive in their head before they went to sleep. Yeah, like that. I uh, did too. I I would kiss Cassidy goodnight. I'd say, "Give me the cell phone." <laughs> every night. She tried. No, she tried to. <laughs> you know, when they get to a certain age, they do test sort of the lines of yeah. demarcation. You can't be up all night on the cell phone. Give me your cell phone, right? Uh, 505-690. That is New Mexico, I believe. As Dragon said, if you can't go out of order without freaking out, that goes to OCD. 
All right, so I don't think it's OCD. I just think it's a routine. That's what people with OCD say. I'm telling you, put your take your shoes off, take your socks off. I don't have socks. Okay. Take them off. Leave them off for a few minutes. That might not be a good thing here in the studio. Greg. That's okay. You guys were doing golf balls with your toes a few weeks ago. That's fine. Yeah. But now in a few minutes later, put your shoes back on, but start with the right foot and see how you feel. If you feel wrong. Have you ever aspired to be a psychologist? No, I'm just, you know, throwing that out there that, that if you feel <laughs> yeah. wrong afterwards and you have to take them off and then put them back on with your left foot first. That's OCD. That's not a routine. That's OCD. 303-808. Dave, how does your dog protect you from inside the kennel? Oh, I never said the dog, the, the door was locked. She and, just sleeps uh, in the kennel. I would say barking. You know, if your dog barks, yep. whether it's in a kennel or not, that nobody's coming in. And she's an American Staffordshire. She's a little muscle hamster. Yeah. Close to 60 pounds. Rick has seen her. She likes Rick. All but, muscle. But it would be, if she got angry with you, if you tried to come, I mean... Might not be a good thing. And I bet she's got a, a, a pretty strong bite. Oh. Those jaws. I mean, she's Man. all jaws. She looks like she's been under the squat rack yeah. her entire life. Yeah. Seriously. And she's in her prime, right? What is she, three or four now? Oh, no, she's not even two. Three? Not two. even two. Oh, not yeah. even in her prime yet. No, she's like 19 Still months. a puppy. Yep. But back to the original 13. So, no, I, I don't have any OCD or superstition on the number 13. In fact, I wore it one year in football by choice. You wore number 13. One one year I requested it. And so, obviously, I don't have any superstition tied to it. There's been some great players that wore 13. Huh. 720-355, my OCD is having to read something no matter how many times I've read it. For instance, if there's a note posted on the door at work, I read it every single time I pass by. Wow. That might be OCD. Yeah, that sounds like it to me. 303-478. I wear my socks inside out. Uh, refreshed. Where did that go? I, I'll have to find it. Uh, 828-458. I had a boxer growing up named Sadie. There you go. My sister's husband, I guess I'll out him, he has to have all the cans and boxes in the pantry facing label out. Wow. Every one of them. That would drive me nuts. Everything has to be label out like you would be in a supermarket. Everything in the pantry. I found it. 303-478. I wear my socks inside out. They're way more comfortable. All it seems... All the seams are on the inside of the sock. Hmm. Have ever noticed that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, are you a guy that, like, with your clothes in the closet, are you color-coordinated mm-hmm. sort of guy? No, not at all. You? No, I mean, I try to hang, like, blue shirts, like the one I'm wearing today, with blue, white with white. Well, then white. you are. I, I don't do but that. But I, I don't. Well, I guess I, I guess I would be then. Yeah. So you're maybe a little more OCD than you think. How many? I mean, how prevalent is OCD? It, and is OCD an affliction? Well, this is interesting. A texture three hundred three three four five. It's only OCD if it's affecting your life adversely. 
That's what my therapist tells me. Oh. That makes a lot of sense. If it's, in, if it's affecting your life in a negative way, then, yeah, then maybe you need to address it. But everything we've talked about, that's, that's not a big deal. 720-499, Rick, Dave, and Dragon. Check out Emergenics. There's a difference between being very structured. Uh, and Once again, I have uh, just been refreshed. Um, there's a difference between be- being very structured and OCD. OCD people have a drive for structure, but not all structured people have OCD. Okay. 719-639, American Staffordshire is a pit bull. That is, that is true. They're in the pit bull family. Are you more uh, detail-oriented or big picture? It depends on what the topic is. When it, when it comes to football and anything connected, I would be more detail-oriented, mm-hmm. right? I can see that. When it comes to maybe things that I don't enjoy as much, then I, I would tend to take a big-picture view. And I'm, I'm more big-picture guy. And, and there, there's a benefit to both. And if you can have a mix of both, probably the, the best scenario of all. But I'm definitely more big picture. 720217, which artist is the Rick Lewis Project opening up for again? I want to tell my husband, but I can't remember the name. ZZ Top, August 27th. 24th. 20, like I said, August 24th. August 24th. You can go to Fiddler's on August 27th, but they will have already played. So August 24th at Fiddler's Green, Rick Lewis Project opens for ZZ Top. And we're the only opening band, too. This is this would be a big, big deal for our band. We opened for ZZ Top back, I think it was in 1999, the last show at McNichols Arena. And we were the only opening band. Job. And and we and I thought we did. In fact, after that show, they asked us if we wanted to go on tour with them. And, of course, we couldn't do it because of doing a regular radio show. But they said, okay, well, here's our schedule. Pick out any show you want to do. And so we picked out New Year's Eve in Austin, Texas, which is their big show of the year. And then about three weeks before that, Dusty Hill came down with hepatitis C. Wow. Canceled the whole tour. So it wow. never happened. 307256. If you put one sock on, then that shoe, then the other sock, then that shoe, it's a homicidal tendency. Look it up. They've what? done lots of studies on convicted murderers who do that. Oh, I Huh. I don't they want do that. Sock shoe, sock, sock shoe. shoe. Rather than sock, sock, shoe, shoe. I don't know. Interesting. There's, there's a lot I mean, there are a lot of psychologists, psychiatrists that have a lot of times time on their hands. I mean, how, how do you come to that conclusion? I mean, obviously some some of them have. Probably studying serial killers. I would I would imagine. You know, they, they, they study, they, they put a lot of work into the serial killer's past. They study their brains you know, to, to kind of find out what makes a human do this. Yeah. But I've never heard that one before. 720301, my OCD on a daily basis. I have to check my clock for 1010, 1111, 1212, 111, 222, 333, 444, and 555. And now I pass this on to my daughter, so she always checks the clock now. If I miss one, I am bummed the rest of the day. Ooh. Uh, 720666, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, Colorado natives and creators of South Park, are officially buying Casa Bonita. Yeah, we talked about that story 
I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. So it is official now. Good for them. Good. Good for them. That's a big deal, too. Yeah. 303-810. I'm glad I'm not the only one who turns their socks inside out. Wait, there's more than one monster out there that turns their socks inside out? You do that, Dragon? No. We had a couple of call or uh, the the couple of texters that say that they do that. They said that the best feeling is to turn their socks Ooh. inside out. No. 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 303-809. Howie Mandel said that sometimes he checks to make sure the doors of his house are locked over a hundred times a day. Now that's something for sure. That's brutal. Yeah. That's, that's br- debilitating. Yeah. 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 It's a hard way to live. He must be home a lot. <laughs> you, you couldn't get out the house. If you're going to be checking your lock a hundred times. Oh, that's crazy. He, and he's open, openly talks about his various OCDs. He's a germaphobe. You know, he won't shake hands. Imagine him during the, the pandemic. Well, he was he was locked in his house. I think it's apparent from what he just said. Yeah. If you're checking your locks of your house 100 times a day, you're home a lot. Right? Yep. 303-345. I must read and edit my texts at least a dozen times before I hit send. And no, I am not OCD. That might be a good policy. Because everybody sent a text to somebody that wasn't supposed to go to them. Yeah. That's pretty embarrassing. And then you got to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. Pretty much everybody's done that. I, and then you got to deal with it. When's the last time you did it? Do you know? Oh, you don't have to tell me the story. Yeah, do, you, yeah. do, you, do you remember the time? It was about two years ago. Was this the drunken text at like three in the morning? Thing? It was not a drunken text. Okay. And it had some ramifications attached Uh-oh. to it Uh-oh. that weren't good. When's the last time you received a text that wasn't intended for you that was like either embarrassing or just when it when mm. made you step back and go, I mean, really? I can't think of one offhand. Huh. How about you? Oh, Did yeah. that happen? Yeah. Yeah, I got one here. Recently? I, yeah, well, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. A text that was for somebody else, but yeah. you got it? Yep, from oh. one of the bosses. We have an engineer here, and I used to board up for a lot of remotes, and uh, I would text him, say, what uh, Marty unit are you on? What access unit you're on? Yep. And I was in the middle of texting my wife as well. So I, I just instinctively, after, after I was asking him what, uh, what Marty's on, and I said, I love you. And I hit send. Oh, boy. It's like, oh, crap. Mm. About a few minutes later, he sends a text message back saying, I love you. And, so he loves you too. He says he loves me too. And every time I ever text that guy, ever since then, we're talking 10 years now, maybe even longer, he sends me at the end of the text, I love you. Wow. So it's a good one, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But yeah, it's right? still, you know, embarrassing. Yeah. Seven one nine three six one. Dave, I saw the portrait somebody did of you on Twitter. Pretty cool, man. Um, I have not seen that. How do I see that? What is um, it? And I don't I don't even know. We uh let us know how we can find it. I don't know. Maybe we don't want to find it. 828-458. Good luck at your show, Rick. I hope you do well. Thank you. We got a lot of nice text about yeah, man. that show today and I really appreciate it. Thank you. 1026 is our time. We're going to come back talk uh, about the Broncos and the Vikings as we gear up for the first preseason. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Game coming up tomorrow afternoon. Stick around on KOA News Radio. Sponsored by the law offices of Dan Kaplis on KOA News Radio, the voice of Colorado. Do love them. A little earth, wind, and fire for you on Funky Friday. 10.39 the time. We welcome you back. Second half of our show. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis. Kathy Lee's off. Back on Monday. Millennial Grant uh, is off. Getting ready to uh, work tomorrow's game with the Broncos. Wait a minute. How come he gets a day off and he's working the Broncos game? But it, it was neither ma- of you. It was mandated. It was mandated that... that... Num- number of hours. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. But Lucky we're, Grant. We're good. We're good to have. We're glad to have uh, Dragon Redbird, as always. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm happy to be here. Three zero three seven one three eight five eight five is our number. Five six six nine zero, the text line. Um, where are we? Seven one nine three six one KOA retweeted it on their Twitter page, eighteen hours ago. A guy named William McDavid, mm. in a portrait of Dave out of Rubik's cubes. And by the way, we just checked that out during the break. Amazing what this guy did. He used 598 Rubik's Cubes and and quickly made a portrait of you, Dave, of your head. It took 598 cubes to make a portrait of your head. Think yeah. about that. Well, you know, large melon. <laughs> yeah, well. Large melon. I have a slight critique with the portrait that he chose. It's an old photo. We need the new Dave with the beard. With the beard. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, I hate to I'm ask thinking him to about. Do it again. I'm thinking about. I'm just thinking about taking that off. No. I'm, I'm just shaking my head. No. I'm thinking no. about it. Don't do it. No. Well, Dragon, you've had a beard for the last how many years? Twenty plus. You're not necessarily an unbiased observer. You think? Yeah. Oh. Rick. Rick's had one. Now he doesn't have one. Briefly, so. yeah, I had one about a year, but I'm thinking about growing mine back. In time for week one, uh, a football beard. You're a hairy beast. You, I could, grow... you could decide today oh, yeah. that you're going to grow a beard. Tuesday, you'd come <laughs> in and be like, wait, you have a full beard. Not a full beard, but give pretty me about close. Give me 10 days. Yeah. I'd have a pretty decent one. So, yeah, I'm thinking about growing it back. A full beard or just the goatee? Uh, no, so I know you've done the goatee uh, a beard, before. But a trimmed up beard like yeah, Dave had. Yeah, something close, you know, yeah. nice and tight. Not like you have. Notice he looked at you and said, a trimmed up not beard. Not like right. you have, Dragon. Well, I- when I've got a foot-long red wizard beard, I mean, not, not many people can pull this off. But yes, a nice, trim, full-figured beard would be great on you, right? Is that how you want to go with this? Not many people can pull this off? Is that is that yeah. where your head is? Right. <laughs> the wizard beard. The wizard beard. You, well, are, many- you are right. Yes, I mean, it's easy top. And then me. Yeah. I like this uh, this text, 719-639. I'm dying to look you all up online to see what everybody looks like. I don't want to do so. It'll ruin my 
self-made image of you all that I already have in my head. I don't want to be disappointed. No one on the radio looks, matches their voices, guess that's why they're on the radio. That's interesting because you do, you got an image in your head of your favorite radio personalities. And then when you meet them, a lot of times you're surprised. We're pretty easy to find. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. I wonder what their image in their head is. I mean, if they can call in and describe that to us and see if we're, if they're pretty close. Yeah, not a good idea, Dragon. No, you don't think so? 10.43 10.43 the time on KOA News Radio. No. 719, oops, 719-639. Pay Grant the overtime. Keep him on the radio. Uh, that is above our pay grade here. They don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. Uh, you you had you had a story about a ninth grader that had been offered a scholarship. I, I didn't see it. I thought about you because, of course, you're a football coach. Uh, this kid, he's a 13-year-old Illinois kid, 6'4", 300 pounds already, going into ninth grade. He's 6'4", 300 pounds? 6'4", 300. Wow. Jaquarius Green. He's played defensive end and every position on the offensive line. Coaches say that no one can stop him from absolutely mauling opponents on the football field. Think about a guy this size in eighth grade football. Uh, he's going to be a freshman at Peoria Manual High School in Illinois, and he just got his first Division One scholarship offer from Morgan State. Okay. And uh, they say this kid is a rising starter. This is a kind of a new thing, I believe, that, or, or maybe you tell me, where ninth grade kids go into ninth grade already with with D1 commitments. How often does that happen? I, I don't know if I have a specific number of how often it happens, but we see it more and more these days. You think back to, um, was it Lane Kiffin, I believe, when he was the head coach at USC? I believe offered a seventh grader at quarterback. And then as it turned out, and in most cases it it goes this way, Kiffin wasn't even at USC when this kid graduated high school. But um, I think it's silly. I would like to see it done away with. It is not a it is not a firm commitment. So the, the school can offer as many kids as they want scholarships and given the rules that are in existence now what they're hoping to do is to endear themselves to that kid and family by saying we're the first one to offer so therefore five years from now hopefully you remember that we were first i mean it's just silly and it i mean that kid is not ready to have that i mean maybe the parents Love that idea, but it's just it makes it very hard, I think, on the middle school coach. It makes it hard on the high school coach because the kid and the family come into your program and it's like, well, we've already got a Division One offer. Well, that's fine, but you know what? You're not the best left tackle, so you're not playing left. I mean, mm-hmm. you see what I mean? It just oh, yeah. it skews the entire pro. I just think it's silly. Silly rule. I'd like to see it done away with, but I don't believe that's going to happen. Uh, and so it doesn't have, excuse me, it doesn't happen often. Or not, not, not incoming ninth graders got a D one scholarship. It's pretty rare. No, I mean, I mean, I've seen it happen, and it does happen, but I wouldn't say it happens often. They they look at a kid in this case, six four, three hundred pound kid, and they've probably seen, you know, a few uh, minutes of tape on him, and he probably moves pretty well for a young kid that size, and so they. You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to say, okay, wow, 
this kid, when he's a senior, has a chance to be a pretty good football player. But it just, I don't think it's good for the young man. I don't think it's necessarily good for the parents, except they can feel good about he's got an offer. It's not a firm commitment. Really, if you want, if you want to stop this nonsense, then just make any offer that colleges make stick. You want to offer a ninth grader? That's fine. Then when he's a senior, that offer sticks. If he decides to take it as a ninth grader, then it's a firm, done deal. You'd stop a lot of this. I didn't even think about that, that it's not a firm commitment. You that, can't. W- that would make a big difference. There's no firm commitment, and I'll speak strictly of high school football, until the national signing date. Now, they have two of those now, right? It used to be just one, and that was in February. Now they have an early signing date, which, again, I'm not a big fan of that either. You can sign in December. But until you put your name on the dotted line and then whatever, fax that whatever to the college and and they do the same thing, all these commitments are just verbal sort of entrees. Until signing day. Yeah. Yeah. Until signing day, their senior year. They can't sign before then. So it doesn't make much sense. So these, these kids probably come in with a bit of an attitude as well. I, would I think, think in some and, cases, yeah, sure. I, I mean, you would think. Sure. 828-458, to illustrate what I'm talking about, Alabama offered an eighth grader, uh, Jaheem Otis. He is 6'4", 286 pounds, and runs a 4'7". All right. I mean, you don't have to be really smart. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out why Alabama did that. I mean, he's a eighth grader. Never heard of him, but he's 6'4", and basically 290 and runs a 47. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it's I don't think it's a good good thing. But you know what they didn't ask me. 303-881. I don't like the NCAA letting players make money off of endorsements. A quarterback makes a million bucks and the left tackle is eating cheese sandwiches. Yeah, I I like hmm. I, I I disagree with that. I think I think it's uh, good that college players are able to make a little bit of money. And yes, I mean the quarterback probably will make more money than the left tackle. But I think the NCAA and college football in particular have had it their way forever. They're making millions, and they have made millions and millions of dollars off these kids in college football. And the kids a lot of times walk around with a dollar fifty in their pocket. It's silly, and I know that, I know that. In a lot of these cases, you're getting your education paid for, but they don't let them work. You can't hold a part-time job, in college, and a lot of these kids. While it is great that they're able to get an education, hopefully, graduate, they don't have they, they don't have any money in their pocket whatsoever. So, I, I disagree with with that. Seven one nine. 639, I see an image, imaginary image of Dave looking like a buff Kenny Rogers. Am I close? Still haven't searched online. Uh, no. Yeah, that's a big, <laughs> that's a capital N-O no, on that one. No, no Kenny Rogers. Kenny look. Rogers? <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, here's one, um, 970-290. Rick's voice sounds exactly how it looks. His voice fits his face and appearance. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah, it's big. Um, it, my last band gig, a, a guy came up to me and met me for the first time. He goes, man, I could have swore you were going to have long hair and a long beard. 
So in wow. his mind, wow, okay. that's how he pictured me on the radio. Okay. Like kind of like a a, a rock musician yeah. look. Yeah. 719 I remember the, uh, just refresh. Hode, please. 719 I remember the kid Freddie Adu who signed an MLS contract at age 14. That seemed crazy to me at the time, and it seems crazy to me to be talking to middle school freshman kids about D1 scholarships. I agree. Freddie Adu was a great soccer player. I'm not real sure what happened to his career. Was he hurt, Freddie Adu? Don't ask me. I don't I don't follow soccer really at all. 303-241. Is the five-year limit still in play for NCAA athletics, or do they get to stay longer? They can stay longer now because everybody last year, because of the pandemic, was granted another year. So in some some instances, you're going to have guys that are there six years. Do you see J.R. Smith is going to go back to college, North Carolina, AT&T, hopes that he has eligibility to play on the golf team there while he's getting his degree. I commend him for getting his degree. He's made $80 million in his NBA career. Yeah. But he wants to play golf, collegiate golf. And I wonder how that would all work. He never did go to college, so his maybe his five-year you know what? I limit think, never I think, started. I think he'll be able to do it. Yeah, I think you're right. I wonder what kind of golfer he is. He said he's a five handicap. Well, then he's going to make the team. Where, I would where's, where's he going to school? Uh, NC AT and T, North Carolina AT and T. All right, seven two zero three three four. We were talking about texts that inadvertently get sent to somebody. Have you done it? Have you had somebody send you a text inadvertently? This texter says, "Text kerfuffle, my son, to me, mom. I bought a ring today. My soon-to-be daughter-in-law to me. Only I don't think I was supposed." To see this text, my son to me only, oh, blank. He said they had never talked about it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm. We've all done it. It can happen. 719-639. Grant has the shaggy stoner look. Kathy Lee, cute Korean, long flowing hair. Going to search images online now. How close am I? You're pretty, pretty well on with Kathy. Grant, while... An acknowledged stoner does not have the shaggy stoner look. No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Just it's kidding, Grant. Not at all. in the face, Just though. Kidding. I mean, you, got, you got a little beard, yeah. but nothing like you, Dragon. 303-601, I always thought Dave Logan would look like Ray Finkel. I don't know who that is. Um, nor, nor do I. Uh, Ace Ventura pet detective Ray Finkel's is Lois Einhorn. I, don't, I still don't know who that is. Is so. that... Is that uh, it's, a, it's a fake Miami Dolphins player that... Kick the field oh, goal. Oh, that, that guy. Yes. Who played him? Uh, I think he's trying to. Uh, I can't speak for the texture here, but I think he's trying to say that Dave looks like a woman. Wow. Really? Because Ray Finkel turned into Lois Einhorn. Wow. In the movie. <clears throat> Not sure what to do with that. <laughs> I mean, I don't I'm, know. I'm who only Ray inferring is. from the text. So what I, I think say, I'll yeah. what I think I'll do with that is throw it to the news. Ten fifty five. The time <laughs> one hour left on KW News Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Sponsored by the law offices of Dan Kaplis. On KOA News Radio, the voice of Colorado. Back at 11.06, Funky Friday, Friday the 13th. Welcome back. Final hour of the show. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis. Kathy Lee's off, back with us on Monday. Millennial Grant is off. Dragon Redbeard, always great to see him. 303-713-8585 is our number. 56690 on the text line. Um, 970590, Chris from Greeley. Does Grant resemble Sean Penn? I swear he sounds like Spicoli. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't look like him. Maybe he sounds a bit like him. I'd have to... Uh, I'm gonna Next time Grant's here on Monday, I'm going to p- pay a little closer attention and not look at him. Because he doesn't look anything like Spicoli. Here's a no, guy. it doesn't look like Spicoli at all. 303-478, Rick, I listened to you for 15 years before I looked you up, and when I saw you, I thought, wow, this guy has one impressive melon, LOL. <laughs> well, thank you. That's because you're so smart, well, right? thank oh, you for you that. you know a little bit about a lot? There's a lot of knowledge um, in that thing. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. A lot of knowledge. That's You know what, Dave? Of all people, you would be that's the one how, to say that. That's yeah. how we're going to look at it. Yeah. There's just immense knowledge hey during the break i uh i sent a message to that guy on twitter that did the rubik's cube dave logan head and he called he called the show his name is william hey william hi i'm glad you got my message on twitter yeah yeah i was happy to get it yeah so your name is william mcdavid is that right yes that's correct all right well hey you know what you are a very impressive guy to be able to Thank do a, a portrait in with Rubik's Cube. So you used 598 Rubik's Cubes to make a giant Dave Logan head. Yes, sir. And how long did that take? Um, about two and a half hours. And, and why in the world would you engage in that activity? Just out of curiosity. Well, I... Yeah, I like solving Rubik's Cubes, but I eventually kind of just got bored solving them, so I wanted something else to do, and this was kind of a fun way to channel artistic abilities and Rubik's Cubes all into one thing. Wow. And why, Dave? Do you do you go to Cherry Creek, or did you go to Cherry Creek? I do go to Cherry Creek. I'm actually on the football team. Oh, okay. Oh, what, what grade well, are you I, in? I didn't know that. Okay. All yeah, right. I'm a sophomore. All right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, your your coach, yeah. Coach Logan, one of the best high school coaches in the country. And so this is a, this is an homage to, to Coach Logan, though. <laughs> yes. And what are you going to do with it? 
well, I'm going to, after I you know, take a few more picks, I'm going to take it down and do a different one. There you go. A different one to yeah. Dave. Well, you're going to need to do a different one to Dave because he's got the beard now. Right. So we got a whole new one exactly. coming down the pike. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. well, William, you do know what time practice is today, correct? Yes. What time? Is it at, it's at 4 o'clock again, correct? Yes, I want you to say that with more confidence, though. I don't want you to ask me. <laughs> Busted. Busted. That's awesome. Hey, William, uh, thanks, man. We we appreciate you. But I'm not done with him. Yeah, I just hung up on him. You I had so many back more and, questions for William. You get one more question. Go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead, one Ray. more. One more. Um, William, uh so do you uh, do you do this for money or just a hobby? Like, are you planning on selling that or auctioning it off? So I do it as a hobby, but then I actually, you know, I'm willing to do it for money. So if someone texts me and or, you know, messages me and is like, hey, I want, you know, a picture of myself, I, I make it and then I can sell it to them. All right. One more question. How much would it cost me to get that? William, for our studio, I got ten bucks. And here, and let me just interject one thing. I have one question for William. How much do you like football? <laughs> <laughs> Pressure on the kid, Dave. Wow. Hey, do I? I, I want to make sure I've got the right William. I, I do know your mom and dad very well, right? Yes. Okay, I'm talking to your dad before practice today. I just want you to know that. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> no, William, listen. Uh, you did a really good job. I'll see you at practice, and uh, he's I – I won't out him, but I do know his, his dad. Mm. Well, I gave his, his last name. been a coach name, but... before his mom is a coach. So, yeah, so good. I, good. I'm impressed. Good family. That, that's quite yeah, a talent. I mean, when somebody brought that up on the text line, we, we I didn't even know – none of neither of us knew exactly what they were talking about, but it was – it was interesting and unique. I've never seen anybody do that before. Are you a U- Rubik's cube guy? No, I've always liked those. I, no, I've they, never been a Rubik's they cube guy. They fascinate me. See, because you're a detail guy. I'm a big. S- I'm S- a big picture guy. When I was furloughed, I did uh, 90 days, 90 hobbies, and that was one of my hobbies was to solve a Rubik's cube. And, did, uh, did you do it? Well, that's a no. Well, and that's another no. Um, in the end of the video, the cube has been solved. Which means you did. How long did it take? Um, okay, fine. I ran the video <laughs> backwards. I started with a good clean cube, and then I just messed oh, it up, and then yeah, and then tricky. I just ran, the, ran yeah. the video backwards. Seven one nine six three nine. That short bit, one question, hang up on William was hilarious. I fell on the floor <laughs> laughing. Yeah, I thought that was great, and and it is really cool. And thank you for calling, William. And how about that? He's he's one of your players. Yeah, makes sense. Well, yeah, he looks up to you. I. I I mean, got a lot of time on his hands. I'm going to still see if I can buy that. Yeah, that's. I, I can just tell you, as the coach of William, that's not going to work. That's not going to be a possibility. Yeah, we'll see. If I have to buy it myself we'll to see, make Dave. certain yeah. that you don't get it. <laughs> we'll see. Then I will pay I'm going to outbid you. I, no, trust me on this, you're not. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I will... Okay. I will dig right. deep to make sure that sure. I am the owner of that. Yeah, but he's going to make more. Oh, yeah, he can make more. I uh, think it would look great in the studio, maybe even in the booth at Empower Field. Ooh. It would inspire me Yeah, to be better. Yeah. And, I, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but I'm, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> This year in the yeah booth. right, and for those wanting okay. to see the for those wanting to see the the Rubik's Cube video, go to the 
KOA's Twitter page, and you can see that. Yeah, there. check yeah. it out. Yep. KOA's really cool. Twitter page. Yeah. Back it, off the mic really a little cool. bit, Dragon. Just, you know. Yeah, about right here? That no, good? I mean, just like, no? maybe hit off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about where people can go see the Rubik's Cube picture. I think it's picture. awesome. And yeah. you know what? It's flattering. It really is. Huh. Um... 719208, I moved here five years ago, started listening to your morning show. Took me, refreshed, about a year before I knew Kathy was Asian. Looked everyone up, and Rick was how I pictured him. Dragon, I thought, was a skinny, clean-faced nerd. And Kathy was a goth-looking girl with black hair and black lipstick that huh. went out a lot and smoked cigarettes. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. I love that. Dragon now is a skinny, albeit not clean-faced He's still a nerd. I think Dragon's yeah, so a nerd. A nerd. Yeah. yeah, you got the skinny and nerd, right? right? Yeah. Not not the clean face. Took me a minute to get the skinny, but yeah, yeah. We're all nerds. I mean, I'm a football nerd. Dragon, what what's your what would be something uh, you have an interest in that you would say, you know what? I love that stuff so much. I'm just a like a junkie, a nerd. Video of that. games, comics, movies, combination like, of do all. You the literally books. have you buy comic books? Yeah, of course. Like, what do you like to read? Uh, the, a lot of the new ones. Invincible is really good right now. They came out with a television series on Amazon. Does uh, Marvel still Dead. do comic yes. books? Yep, sure do. Yeah. I used to love comic books. Yeah, as, every kid, as a kid did, I think. You know, I love the, I love the combat. Right? I, that was my favorite TV show when I was a kid. Me too. I loved combat. What was the guy that carried the big... It wasn't 8 millimeter. It was a It might have been a 50 caliber. Was that Kirby? I think it was Cage. You remember Cage? I remember the name. Cage. I think Cage. Vic Morrow. Sergeant Saunders. Was Sarge. Right. Rick Jason was the captain. Captain. What was his last name, though? Captain. Ooh, I don't know about that. Was Sergeant Saunders? Captain... There was Kirby and Cage. Kirby. I think, yeah. I think Cage carried the fifty million. Right. I, I liked Kirby for some reason. I related to Kirby, I, and I don't remember why. Huh. Boy, speaking of that show. Speaking of untimely and really awful oh. endings to your life, Vic, Vic Morrow. Morrow. He Good got Lord. he got decapitated in a helicopter accident in Hawaii. Right? Was on a, a movie set. On a movie set. Yeah. Was that in Hawaii? Might have been, but it, it, it they were shooting a movie, and it was a scene, and things can go really bad in these action films. Gosh. You know, you assume that everybody's doing their job right, and you're not going to get hurt, but it, it does happen often. Who was the guy that got killed with a what he thought was a uh, like a, a dummy gun, like a, 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 blank, a gun with blanks in it? And he got killed on a movie set. I, it oh, it was, been, it was uh, the Asian. It was uh, Bruce Lee. It was Bruce Lee's son, I Son, think. that's right. Brandon, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Right. I mean, it can happen. Somebody had somebody had a live round in a gun. Yep. And he got shot and killed. Yeah. Yeah, it does happen. Here I thought the NFL was dangerous. 970-531. BAR, Browning Automatic Rifle. No, this was a, and again, we're talking about a series back in the late 60s, right? This was um, a machine gun sounding. It was, it was like one of those things that just, it rolls 
I'm not a gun guy, but but all the bullets roll around the cylinder. Rick, what the hell am I talking about? I don't know, honestly. First time you've ever admitted that in five years. I don't know. I wish I could make something up. I, I do remember what you're talking about. M134 minigun. I think that's, that's that might it be it. That might be it. Is that what, is that? Yeah, it's got the, like, the eight chamber, yes. eight, eight barrels and that ro- spin around. Yes. Oh. 303817, probably an M60 machine gun. 702, that's Vegas, I believe, 290. No, it is Kirby who carried the big gun. It was a BAR okay. rifle. Okay. Hmm. Who was your guy? Were you Kirby or were you? No, it's Cage. What a Cage. Cage. I thought Cage. What, what, what was Cage's role? Other than. Let me look up the cast here. So Cage. I just thought Cage Paul was a, Cage LeMay, private first class. Was a cool name. Played by Pierre Jalbert. Private first class William G. Kirby was Jack Hogan. Oh, Little John. Remember oh, Little John? Oh, Little John, for sure. Oh, I liked him. For sure. Dick Peabody. And and Rick Dick, Jason, Dick Peabody? Dick Peabody. And Lieutenant, Second Lieutenant Gil Hanley. That was Rick Jason. Lieutenant Hanley. I didn't I didn't remember his last he name. He seemed like a cool dude, too. Yeah. It was on the air from, it premiered in 1962. Good Lord. They aired 152 episodes. Is that crazy? That or a what? long run. Yeah. 719-639. Now, this is how great talk shows sound. Talking about anything for no reason, even as a sports talk show, great show. Now, everybody comes to FM and rule the dial even higher than number one. Go national. Go national. Well, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Maybe not everybody would agree with you, but well, thank you. Maybe not. 720665. You shot a 45 caliber, 45 to 70. I think this is what I'm talking 303525, a Thompson 50 cal submachine gun. I think that's I think that's at least what I remember. Uh, here's a texture. It's actually a guy I know who is a big gun guy. My friend Jim. He says it's a Gatlin gun. Yeah, but aren't those the ones that are on like Wagon wheels? In fact, we got about six or seven texts already saying Gatling gun. But I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think that's one you're going to fire from your hip. They, they uh, seem I to don't know. Bigger. At 303-842, it was the Twilight Zone movie that Vic Morrow died shooting. That's right. And how come I keep getting these mullet... Uh, seven two zero six six six. I picture Rick with a mullet. You had a mullet, with, but Dragon, that was thirty years ago. Yes, but do you are deny that you had one? No, no. I All was, right, then. I was rather proud of the mullet back See? in the day. But I'm getting there you go. we're getting several texts that people picture me with a mullet and a plaid sleeveless shirt and skinny jeans. That sounds like Larry the Cable Guy. Never seen him in person before. Am I headed in the right direction? Uh, yes. No. The answer is no. Yes. I haven't had a mullet in 30 years. I did have a mullet, but who didn't in Colorado? In the 90s? Yeah. Everybody. Everybody did. Right. There's plenty of people that didn't have mullets in Colorado. Oh, come on. What, you think it was the mullet capital of the world in the 90s? It certainly was. What's wrong with you? Certainly in the early 90s. No, it, it was the mullet capital of the world in the Fox studio, but not necessarily in Denver. 
I mean, were you even here? Yeah, you were. What do so you mean you, was I here? I got here two months, three months before you did. So you moved here from probably the mullet capital in the world, or one of them, Cleveland. I, I tell me you didn't have. What? I moved here in '84. Oh, '84. Yes. So kind of pre-mullet. I don't know where you're. Okay, well, you're going with this pre-mullet thing. Did you come? Did you come to Denver with the mullet? No, I, no, I, no, nobody in California had a mullet. And when I came here, you're not comparing me seriously. Stop with that California stuff. Well, I'll tell you what; it's the truth. And I came here and went, "Wow!" So the, this mullet is a thing out here. And I was a new guy, right? And I wanted to be able to relate and kind of be part of the community. So I grew a mullet. In my lifetime, I never heard one time. In the 90s, here in Denver, I never came to the conclusion nor had it told to me, wow, this mullet thing is a thing here in Denver. Not like one time. So I think you were hanging around with the wrong like, crowd. like well, The, the mullet ne- crowd? Not necessarily wrong, but right? you were hanging with the mullet crowd. If you're serious. Dead. Well, maybe you're right then. Maybe you were just hanging around with a different crowd. I've seen pictures of you. You were pretty close to having a mullet. Never had a mullet. And you didn't even know it. Never had it. You maybe kind of started the whole mullet trend not even knowing it. What are you talking about? Well, take a look at some of your Cleveland Browns pictures. And you had a mustache to go with it. I did. You were Joe Dirt before Joe Dirt. I'm acknowledging. You know what? I love Joe Dirt. (laughs) Love Joe Dirt. And I did have a porn stash for 17 years. But never the mullet. And Uh, the mullet was not cool in the Denver area in the 90s. I, I disagree. There was a lot of party in the back and some business just on top. I'm just saying. all over, really. 970768 Mullet. There's a reason they refer to it as a West Virginia waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeedy. Uh-huh. Yeah. 720301. Rick, this is for you. Since they start the text with, in all caps, R-I-C-K. Rick! I was born and raised in Colorado. I never knew anyone with a mullet. True Colorado oh. native. Everyone moved back, you transplants. No way. <laughs> there is. I, I agree with the texture. And and Dragon can't even, Dragon's not old enough to remember. So you can't even jump in well, on the I mean, conversation. I was alive in the 90s, and yes, I had, I had a rat tail. We didn't have the mullet back then, but I had I had the rat tail going on. A texture from 970217, 80s rock was the start of the mullet hairband. Yeah. Yeah. It did start in the 80s. 720275. I'm a Colorado native, grew up in the 70s and 80s. Denver was not a mullet capital. That's for you, Rick. I dispute that. That's for you. I happen to disagree. Who did you hang out with? <laughs> Who did I hang out with? Give me their names. Are they still alive? Uh, well, Floorwax, of course. He and, didn't oh, have a mullet, oh, did he? He had Lord. a skullet. He had a horrible mullet. He had a what? A skullet. Skullet. So he was bald on top with the long... Flowing oh, mullet in the See, back. I didn't, I didn't even know Michael back then. Oh, it was terrible. Huh. Yeah. It was not a good look. <laughs> um, 303-345, we were talking about Vic Morrow and how he died. This texter said, director got in real trouble over that helicopter crash. Vic Morrow was not the only fatality. Mm. I, I didn't remember that there were others who lost their life. So the chopper actually crashed. I remember and the, and the, the blade, scene. The blade snapped oh, yeah, off yeah. Wow. and was airborne and decapitated Vic Morrow. Yeah. 719361, I grew up in southeast Colorado. First mullet I ever saw was when I traveled south to Texas and Oklahoma. 
You might have been in Texas, Rick. I bet they were big down there. Yep. You have Texas roots. That's probably why you were rocking it in the 80s, way before everybody else. <laughs> That's where you grew. Touché. Well, you didn't grow up there, but Touché. your mom's from there. So yeah. you visited a lot, saw your Texas cousins, noticed that they had a little different hairstyle, thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to grow mine out in the back a little I, bit. I worked on my twang, but not the mullet. You work on your southern roots. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you tend to call, of course, you can't do it now, but you tend to call, you know, people darling, women darling. Or you know, I mean, you're just. Did you do that? Just very polite. I I, I don't know if I. Little bit. That. Sometimes I do that. When you go down there, when you, I bet you kind of pick it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. You, you get that twang. Go down I kind of got that when I was living in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got what they call kind of a hillbilly slang, and I kind of started picking up on that a little bit when I lived there. So you, you're calling the people in Cincinnati hillbillies, but the people in Texas are just Southerners. Right. I don't know what you call them in Texas, but in, in Cincinnati, they're proud to be called hillbillies. That's what they call themselves, <laughs> and they're proud of it. Oh, man. 11.26 our time. 303-713-8585 is the number. Dave Logan and Rick Lewis, good to have you with us on KOA News Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA News Radio, 8:50 a.m. and 94.1 FM. time little bar case for you we play it every friday during our rejoin for our final segment a little going back and forth between air bass and air drum there what year what year do we ever determine this was holy ghost by the bar case 78 79 you think it's that that early um i think so I don't oh. think we really. I would have said in the eighties. Though, you could be right. Uh, we could check it real easy. Barcase were blowing up in the late seventies. That's why I guessed. 
Did you ever see them at all? No, never did. How many dudes they got in that band? A lot. 1978. 78. Very good, Rick. I should know better than to ever doubt you when it comes to rock or R&B. That was the year I moved to California. 78? Yep. Did you were... Started wearing the mullet? Dave, I was in California. Yeah? I was not wearing a mullet. You act like California people are above wearing a mullet. Well, they're, they're, what I mean by that is they are it's definitely... Not like, it's not uh, like California people have all the cool people out there. Right? They're ahead of the trends, typically. Is that when you started the Lime and the Corona? Yes. Or the, the backwards hat? Yes. Yeah. Well, Excellent. The, the Lime and the Corona came in 1982, so four oh, years later. Okay. They're ahead of the trends. California is typically a trend-setting area, and then it, Look it at them now. goes across the country. The trend right now is heading down. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are not trending well. They're trending down. Right now, yeah. They're right. not doing well out there in California at all. Huh. But I have a lot of family out there and friends. Did you inhabit Venice Beach a lot? No. Were Been you, there a couple were you, times. Were you close to Venice Beach? No, I was in Orange County. So, no. Where Where is Venice Beach? North of Orange um, County? Yeah, north. Uh, it's just south of, like, L- L.A. Is that the is that the bodybuilder beach? Yes. Okay. Muscle Beach, they call it. And what's Manhattan Beach? Just a beach? Right around the, right around Venice Beach is Manhattan Beach. Redondo Beach. It's right in that area there. Oh. All right. You been there? I've never been. No. I mean, I've been to L.A. I wonder if it's still a thing. Is I've it... been to Pacific Palisades, which is a beautiful area. Oh, that's a great area. But I wonder if, if Muscle Beach is still a thing. I, I know Venice Beach is still a, a big Is there a thing, Muscle Beach? It's called Muscle Beach in Venice Beach. Yeah. Did like, if I were to pull out my phone and type in Muscle Beach, yeah. that it would actually pop that up? Venice Beach, you're yeah. Gonna, you're going to have somebody named Carl text you. <laughs> yeah. They, um, okay. And all the big bodybuilders, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Franco Colombo and Lou Ferrigno, all those guys would hang out there. That was their deal? Yep. All right. To the phone lines we go. Evan uh, Evan joins us on KOA News Radio with Dave Logan and Rick Lewis. Good morning, Evan. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Wonder what you guys uh, think of the Broncos making the playoffs this year. Um, I, th- you know, I think it depends on what kind of quarterback play. I mean, it depends on a lot of things, but. First on that list is what kind of quarterback play they get, at least in my book. They can't lead the league in turnovers. They can't lead the league in um, giveaways. They've got to be better on defense creating turnovers. They've got to be better in virtually every department offensively. And and if that happens, then, yeah, I I think they can be a competitive playoff team and and still be playing for something important into December. If If that doesn't happen then I think it's going to be very, very difficult for them. Yeah, I agree. They need to get the quarterback situation settled. Yep. I uh, Evan, thanks for the call. And, and there are other things, obviously. I mean, you, you've got a bunch of new dudes in the back of that defense, but I think they're going to play well. Those are veteran guys. I mean, Kareem Jackson's back. It looked like he wasn't going to, going to come back. They were able to work that out. You add Ronald Darby, three-year deal for a lot of money. You add uh, – Cal Fuller, one-year deal for a lot of money, or at least very, very good money. You draft Patrick Sertain. Um, I mean, just on paper, they look like they're going to be a lot better. This team is going to be, and, and you hope Bryce Callahan 
can play 16 games. If he can do that, you're going to see Patrick Sertain in the in the dime package. They're going to be in dime a lot, which will help them immensely with respect to being able to cover these teams that throw it everywhere, like the Chiefs and the Chargers. It, all reports are that the defense looked very good against Minnesota. And Minnesota has one of the best offenses in the National Football League. Uh, both days of the, the practices up there, the defense reportedly did very, very well. Um, George Payton said he's getting calls from around the league for a cornerback. Broncos have a lot of them. And that'll be interesting to see if they feel like they can afford to trade one. And with the quick emergence of Pat Sertain at training camp, you may see that happen. Because he's looked even better than I think they thought he would this early. Yeah. He, uh, the impressive thing about him, by all accounts, he's been able to, from a mental standpoint, pick up what the Broncos are trying to teach him on defense. And in talking to some of the guys that have been here the last couple of years, initially, this can seem like a pretty confusing defense. Vic Fangio's defense has a lot of moving parts, and it can be tough for guys to pick it up once they do and get comfortable in it then it can be pretty good. But Sertan, from, again, from all accounts, has been able to do that. Man, he is a physically imposing young guy for a cornerback. If they traded one, say they traded Callahan, can they still play a lot of dime? You'd have to have that fourth. Callahan, to me, is really good in the slot. He played well last year when he was injured, and he did play outside. But... Just from a physical standpoint, I mean, he's 5'9", 5'10". He's a smart player. I mean, to me, he's your best nickelback. Now, if you want to get Sertan on the field for for the nickel package, a sub package, then maybe maybe I, I'd be surprised if they would trade Callahan, but I guess that would be one way to do it. And by the way, we've been getting a lot of text asking about Mike Boone, the Broncos running back. He, uh, he hurt his quad in practice up in Minnesota, and it will not require surgery. So that's the good news. And they're saying he should be out four to six weeks. And that's a guy that's been looking really good in camp. He's a big contributor on special teams, if nothing else. Uh, but a guy that uh, that will be missed, a guy they really like. Obviously, Peyton likes him, you know, coming from the Vikings, which is where Mike Boone came from. So hopefully he can come back 100%. A lot of times when you see a serious quad tear or injury, that's something that sticks with you a whole season. Yep. Uh, as you know better than anybody, I'm sure, Dave, uh, that can that can hamper you and slow you down. But uh, the good news is no surgery required. That's, I mean, that's a big loss. Yeah, they, they really liked him. Third down back, guy that gives them a change of pace. Excellent special teams guy. So that's that's a big loss. You, you, you hope it's no more than six weeks, but still, that's a setback. And so now the third back becomes either Bellamy or their former third-round draft choice, Royce Freeman. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, that's going to come down to who, who plays special teams better. I mean, the first two backs are going to be Melvin Gordon and uh, – um, Javante Williams, but the third back has to be a guy that 
you can count on, but is a special teams guy. And that's where Mike Boone, they really liked him because George Payton had been obviously in Minnesota with Boone and raved about his ability to play special teams. And he also said, hey, he's different than any back we have in terms of his acceleration and his quickness. And so that's, you know, in an understated way, that's a big loss for the Broncos already. When we were at camp, uh, I, I noticed Levante Bellamy. He stood out to me. Uh, he he looks like the the quickest guy in the field. Uh, he's kind of similar to Mike Boone in that way. He's not big. He's very quick. Uh, I'm interested to see uh, if he could take advantage of this. We'll we'll be watching him tomorrow against the Vikings. The guy who had an amazing college career at Western Michigan, and um, this will be year two for him. I, I believe he was on the practice squad last year with the Broncos. I know they had him early. Yeah, cut him. Did they bring him back on the on the practice squad? I think they did. I think they did as well. And and uh, I'm interested in him. He he stands out uh, when you watch practice. And now he's got a chance. We'll see what he can do. Royce Freeman has been a disappointment as a third round draft pick. Uh, they certainly thought Royce Freeman would contribute more than he has. He's had uh, he's been dinged up with a few injuries. Um, but this is an opportunity for him too. Seven one nine four five nine. This texture really question mark. Regardless of how much better the defense may be, if the team cannot score twenty eight points or more week in and week out, the Broncos will not have a good year. Well, that would be ideal. I mean, obviously, the Broncos were close to the bottom of the league last year, averaging about twenty one points per game. I would remind the seven one nine four five nine texture that there are 32 teams in the NFL, and I believe it was seven, only seven, scored more than 28 points per game last year. Now, they were good teams, right? Chiefs, Green Bay, Tampa, New Orleans, Buffalo, teams like that, playoff teams. So you're right in, I think, your mindset that they have to score more points than 21 points per per game. But I'll tell you this, it would be a sizable leap for a team one year to average 21 points per game. And in fact, the last four years, they've been a, around that. And then, the you know, this this next year, they jump from 21 to 28. That's not going to happen. What you hope is that they can score more than 28 in a few games. But this team, when the season is done, this team needs to be averaging more than 24. If they can be, at the end of the year, they average 24.7 per game. That's... That's a sizable improvement on offense. Now, the defense, how can they help? They can take the ball away more. They can give their offense the ball on a short field. That didn't happen much last year. The Broncos were at the bottom of the heap defensively in terms of creating turnovers. But equally, if not more important, the the, the Denver offense has to stop giving the ball away. Right? They just have to stop it. Stop throwing interceptions. Stop fumbling. Just stop. That that has to get stopped. It doesn't matter who's coaching the team, who's quarterbacking the team, who's broadcasting the games. If you don't stop turning the ball over, you're going to get your brakes beat off. And we've seen that the last few years. And, and, and generate some turnovers on defense. Broncos cornerbacks have four total interceptions in two seasons. There's a reason they went out and loaded up at that position. I know a lot of fans disappointed that they drafted Pat Sertan in the first round and didn't take uh, Justin Fields. 
but cornerback's been a problem for this team for a while. I've said this before. It was very, very clear why they didn't dra- draft Justin Fields. Whether you believe it, I believe it. I might have a difference of opinion. They liked Justin Fields. They didn't love him. So you pay George Payton, you pay the scouts, you pay these guys a lot of money to look and evaluate talent and then ultimately decide what direction you're going to go. So I can't find fault with that. Now, if Justin Fields turns out to be just a great player in Chicago, you know what? They missed an opportunity. But the reality is they liked him, might have liked him a lot. They didn't love him for whatever reason, personal personal choice. By the way, as we mentioned, seven teams last year scoring 20 or more, excuse me, 28 or more, six teams in 19 scored 28 or more. So don't hold, you know, hang your hat on the idea the Broncos are going to score 28 points or more this season. That is not going to happen. So we will wrap things up on KOA. A little Brian Auger for you as you get set for the weekend. Broncos football tomorrow, 11 o'clock on the network, three-hour pregame show, and then, of course, kickoff from Minneapolis. Broncos on the road to face the Minnesota Vikings. We'll be ensconced at Empower Field at Mile High. We'll call all the action for you. Excited to see what the Broncos uh, can do in their first preseason game. That is going to do it for our show. Thanks to uh, Dragon Redbeard sitting in for Melinda Grant. Great to see you, Dragon. For Rick Lewis, Kathy Lee's back on Monday. I'm Dave Logan. News is coming up next, followed by Mandy Connell. See you tomorrow. Broncos football is back. Preseason game number one right here on KOA News Radio. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.